people who have good ideas tend to be able to express them very well when they're speaking and when they're speaking in front of an audience. When you and I are here on a video call, as right now, it's easy for me to just kind of bring out these ideas and surface them. If you had told me, Daniel, can you sit down and write an article for me? Or write or organize your ideas for me? And I would, uh, I would have said, oh, come on, man, that's too much work. I can't deal with that right now. I have stuff, right? But when you tell me, can you just show, show up and talk with me for have a, uh, an intellectual conversation for half an hour or an hour? I'd say, sure, I can do that. Live streaming. It's been a thing on most video platforms for a while now. But still, it continues to be a key type of video content that gets preference in the algorithms. The fact is, when done well, live streams are excellent at cutting through the noise and engaging audiences to action. And if you've been listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast for any length of time now, you'll know that this is exactly what we want to be achieving with our video marketing. In this week's episode, we're jumping into live streaming for business, the why and the how. So cue the intro. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 170 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, and I am your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and it's my role to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing strategy. And I'm excited for today's episode because I'm bringing back another return guest to the podcast. You see, my guest today was first back on the show in episode 81 with his previous role at a company called Wave.video. And since that time, he's more recently moved on to his new role with software platform StreamYard. That's right. It is Daniel Glickman, head of growth at StreamYard. Now, StreamYard is a browser-based live streaming solution that makes putting together a professional-looking live stream super simple. I've been using StreamYard for a while now, um, particularly for its multicasting abilities, which is where the software enables you to broadcast a live video and do so simultaneously to multiple platforms, particularly in my case, LinkedIn Live. StreamYard's one of the few third-party tools which allows you to stream to LinkedIn Live when you have access to the LinkedIn Live beta, which I do, which is cool. So if you're interested in trying StreamYard for free and actually score a $10 bonus discount if you upgrade to any paid plans, then I encourage you to use my partner link, engagevideomarketing.com slash StreamYard. Engagevideomarketing.com slash StreamYard to score that $10 bonus discount on any paid plans. Okay, so let's get into this episode. Now, this episode was actually live streamed via StreamYard to Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn simultaneously last Friday as of the release of this audio podcast. So if you head on over to Engage Video Marketing on Facebook or Engage Video Marketing on YouTube or my profile on LinkedIn, you can catch the replay in video form there. Now, in this interview with Daniel Glickman from StreamYard, we talked about why live stream for business, why do it anyway, and then what your live stream should be about, 
we dove into the pros and the cons of live streaming directly in the platform itself, and then the benefits of using third-party tools such as StreamYard, and there are other tools as well, that enable you to up the quality of your streams and add in some pretty groovy broadcast level additions to your live streams as well. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump into my episode now with Daniel Glickman, Head of Growth at StreamYard. Daniel Glickman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ben. I'm glad to be here again. Yeah, you were first on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast in representing a previous company that you worked for, Wave.Video, back in episode 81, which we looked up before we hit record here, uh, was in February 2019, so quite a while back. And things have happened, things have changed. You're now with a company called StreamYard, which we're going to talk a bit about today. But for people that haven't come across Daniel Glickman before, can you just give us a really quick rundown on who you are, what you do, and what you do at StreamYard? Yes, I'm uh, head of growth at StreamYard. I live outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I have two kids, a cat, a wife, of course. And uh, um, yeah, and I I do, I I also have uh, some hobbies, professional hobbies. I have a podcast, a blog, uh, a roundtable group, a bunch of different, you know, too many things, possibly. So I'm, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I'm, I've been a CMO and in marketing for digital marketing for, for many years now, uh, starting from back when I owned my business, a construction company. And having graduated um, with an IT degree, I realized, hey, you know, this is, this is my competitive advantage that everybody else in the field is not very techy. And I am. I should make that my focus. So that, that, was, uh, that, that was back in the very early 2000s when I started getting into not just the digital media, I went, you know, e-newsletters and, news, and nowadays we just say newsletter, but back then it yeah. was an e-newsletter, right? So that was new and, and now video is new. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. So tell us just briefly, and we'll, we'll get into this later a bit more about, about what you can actually do with StreamYard, but can you just give us a quick rundown on the company that you, you're gro- head of growth for StreamYard? What is that? What do you, what does it do? Right, so StreamYard is essentially a live streaming studio in your browser. It's meant for just a regular person that wants to go live streaming. If it's a hobbyist or YouTuber or business uh, that wants to do a live show on usually on social media, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, maybe something like Twitch, we have that as well. And here and there are some custom uh, custom setups. There's like an online event that's behind some kind of closed doors then um, this allows you to really have uh, different layouts where you can interview somebody, where you can share something from your screen, and you can switch switch between all of these different um, pieces of content live and put on top of it layers of information such as banners, um, uh, comments from the participants, from the viewers, et cetera. So it allows you to turn the live stream into something more of a two-way conversation rather than just I'm broadcasting out and, other, and hoping that other people are viewing it. Yeah, awesome. I've been a big fan of StreamYard for a while now. I've used it for, for quite a while. Um, and we'll talk about some of the benefits of it of it later. But um, I just want to also mention for those listening to the podcast that um, we are actually live streaming now on Friday, 
Friday in the past, if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out. If you wanted to check out the, the live stream and see StreamYard in action, then you can head over to YouTube, engagevideomarketing.com slash YouTube, find the video there or um, Engage Video Marketing on Facebook as well. It's where multi-streaming, also to LinkedIn as well. So that's one of the benefits. But before we get into the technical stuff here, Daniel, why do you think businesses, people in business today should be considering live streaming within their marketing mix? What's, what's the benefits for business, do you think? Right. So there are certainly many different use cases that are, have become quite evident today in the time of COVID. Uh, first of all, if there's any kind of online event that you're organizing, uh, any kind of real-time interaction, think about things like meetups, um, just any kind of situation where you're not having a meeting, which you typically do in Zoom or, or Google Meet or something like that, right? Think about a broadcast when you're talking to a, in front of a bunch of people, then that's uh, nowadays happening out there in the open on social media or on uh, YouTube, et cetera. So many businesses are doing these kind of activities today, whether they want to or not, frankly. Um, and there are many different use cases that are specific. So online summits, of course, um, uh, user groups, uh, and um, and even webinars have kind of shifted from the traditional web webinar platforms to uh, doing it in YouTube or op in an open space like this on social media because uh, because it's more inviting, it's easier to hop onto, and you get the benefits of just a community engagement and extra reach out there by um, uh, that's that's not the same when you have like a closed webinar that you have to send an email invite to bring somebody in. There are advantages to that when you want it to be closed and private, uh, and there are advantages to having it open and uh, and inviting. Right? Yeah, definitely. And one of the, I, I think, real benefits of live streaming is I think everybody listening, you know, understands the value of content creation for business, like creating valuable entertaining, educational, valuable content for your target audience and doing so on a regular and consistent basis. And often what people, what stops people from doing that is it seems like a bit of a chore, right? To be creating videos or, you know, creating content and editing it, and uploading it and doing so on a consistent basis. Whereas using live, I, I kind of, I, I usually call it rapid content creation because you just go live. I mean, have a bit of a plan behind it, right? But, um, or bring on someone to talk to like this interview, like what we're doing now. Um, but then the content's done. It's on the platform. The replay value of the, of the live stream is, is something that's super important to, to remember as well. So what do you say about that, that, that way it's a way of creating content quickly for the long term, not just for when you're live? Absolutely. I'll, I'll take it even an extra step from there. So this is something that we, we talked about at Wave.Video when I was, in the days when I was at Wave.Video, and we actually went through the journey ourselves of shifting to a video-first approach. And we learned the benefits on, you know, firsthand. So when you create, or the, the different components to creating a piece of content, if you think about it, it's quite complex. You need um, an idea, you need a coherence, Right? and structure, you need uh, the, the, the wordsmithing and the language part of it, and you need the visuals, and then you need to, to 
And then many times it's not one person that does this piece of content. It's a bunch of people, right? Then you also need to, the technical side of putting it together and, you know, WordPress and or YouTube or whatever. So when you think about it, it's actually quite a complex process that many times a single individual might do, but nevertheless, it's complex. Yeah. Many of us have one or two or three of the talents needed to produce the entire piece of content, but not all of them. And so the most difficult one to acquire is the idea, right? This is the one that has to be done in-house. It has to be done by the thought leader. You cannot outsource it. I mean, sometimes you can. You can do like these SEO articles or you know SEO style videos, but uh, they're usually low value and they're not original. Right? If you want something that's really high quality, then that's uh, that's usually the thought leader. It usually is inside the company, and so um, and then you can borrow them from other companies in the form of an interview. So people who have good ideas tend to be able to express them very well when they're speaking and when they're speaking in front of an audience, they're used to it, yeah. right? So when you and I are here on a video call as right now, it's easy for me to just kind of bring out these ideas and surface them. If you have told me, Daniel, can you sit down and write an article for me or write or organize your ideas for me? That would, uh, I would have said, oh, come on, Ben, that's too much work. I can't deal with that right now. I have stuff to do, right? But when you tell me, can you just show, show up and talk with me for have a, uh, an intellectual conversation for half an hour or an hour. I'd say, sure, I can do that. Yeah. And so what we uh, started realizing is that by doing a video first approach, not thinking about, okay, let's create a blog post, for example, or let's create a piece of content. And then after the fact, yeah, well, well, we should have a video to accompany it. But the other way around, we actually um, um, saved a tremendous amount of work in-house and were able to outsource a chunk of the process to frankly, lower paid people, right? So, and and over time we got really, really good at it. And now when I, um, when I started at StreamYard and I, I set up a team of marketers here because there was no marketing when I joined, it was just a completely viral product and amazing, amazing success story. And, um, and, and we just naturally went this way. It just seemed very obvious to us because at this point we, you know, I think more and more of us are getting this approach. It's becoming more intuitive. And so there's, the, there's that advantage. Even if you're doing a podcast, for instance, there tends to be a different quality of engagement when we're looking at each other through the camera and discussing it. I can see our reactions. I can see the comments, people responding, and I can see, hey, this, the, now when I'm talking about this topic, some people are commenting. And when, I, when I'm talking about another comment, uh, topic, People are not so much engaging. I can see the drop off in viewership in real time. So I know uh, to speed up a bit and have the feedback. And you can even just signal me uh, with, you know, just with your uh, nonverbal cues. Come on, Daniel, move, it, move on. We're going to move on to the next question or what have you, right? So there's a different level of quality when we're doing uh, a video conversation, recording the podcast. If it's done right, it's much, much uh, better. Yeah. And I love all of that. Yeah. I think um, that idea of, you know, video first is, is great. And people listening to this podcast know that, you know, they're, they're video marketers at heart. So um, the, the ability to create video and then repurpose it in a whole bunch of different ways, you know, we could go down a whole rabbit hole there as well. But, you know, I think that's why we love live streaming. That's why we love the rapid content creation ability to live stream. Um, when we think about live streaming, I think people are aware that 
the ability to go live is pretty much on every video platform these days. So it used to be, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but was Facebook the, oh no, sorry, it was Periscope, I guess, was one of the first live video platforms, which was associated with Twitter. I should have done my research beforehand. Yeah. But Facebook Live seemed to be one of the first that really kind of people started to embrace, I think, across across business. Um, but now, you know, YouTube Live, we've got LinkedIn Live more recently. So when people are considering what platform to go live on, what's, what's your advice there? I think if you're a small business, if you don't have an enormous audience that has a distinct user group in each platform, just go live on all of them. Don't sweat it. Yeah. When you, when, yeah, seriously, when there is a level of optimization that happens when your national brand and say your Instagram user followers tend to be of a certain nature and a certain, a certain um, expectation, a culture associated with that versus your YouTube one. Now you could go, if you have the resources, if you have uh, a, a larger team and an evolved brand, you could, and, and the ability to create a lot of content, you could split it up and say, oh, you know what, I'm going to do my Instagram just like the uh, behind the scenes company culture stuff. Or um, in American Express does a lot of uh, customer stories on Instagram. That's the thing. And they have some great Instagram stories, you know, take little videos and chop them off. They're not, they're not so much live, but... Uh, they're not into that so much. I think it's too risky for them, or you know what have you. They're they're banks essentially, right? Uh, but um, but when you go to events and to conferences, think about oh, I'm I'm here, I'm now. I just want to get it out. And those kind of platforms, are, that platform might be great for it. Stories. When um, where do you put the interviews? Where do you put success stories? Where do you put community uh, engagement, like Q and A's? So Q and A's are phenomenal. Uh, tool for engaging with the community. At StreamYard, we do something a bit different. We do a town hall meeting that's open to everybody, all our customers, all our users, every Sunday night. Uh, why Sunday night? I don't know, but the two founders, Gage and Dan, they decided on this time. And every Sunday night, without fail, they're there. And we have hundreds of people, and some of them are, say, hey, it's Sunday, it's it's a, a town hall meeting day. And they get excited about it because you know, and people just kind of submit their ideas for features and ask questions. And some of it even is support questions or what have you. But that's another way. It's just engaging with the community. So you just kind of have to plan out where does each of these go? Which are, where, are the, where are the different pieces of content that I can produce? Where are the pieces of content that are being demanded? Where's the demand in each platform? And you match them up. But for smaller businesses, really just go everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think I like that idea of, uh, you know, paying attention to the differences and nuances of audiences on different platforms, you know, yeah. so it's not just about, I, I think I agree with the idea of, you know, just going everywhere and, and seeing where your content lands when you're a small business, but where you can be strategic as well about the kinds of content you're sharing on these platforms, I think is super valuable as well. Um, and, and obviously if you start to recognize, so when you start live streaming and you start to recognize that my YouTube live audience seems to really engage with this content more than my Facebook live audience, then you can start to adjust and adapt your strategy, right? And start to be a bit more strategic about it. I, I really like that idea. So um, when we think about that idea of going live everywhere, 
what you're talking about there, if people aren't familiar with this, it's often referred to as multi-streaming. Not easy to do um, unless you're using third-party tools. So what, what benefit, apart from multi-streaming, which is the ability to choose multiple platforms to go live to at the same time, but what benefit is there in using third-party tools, like not just going live on Facebook in the Facebook app, for example? Um, so third-party tools, there's a number around. StreamYard's one of them that you represent, but just more generally, what's the benefit of third-party tools when you're going live? Right. So I'd say let's start with what's the benefit of not using a third-party tool. So sure. going uh, going just with the native product is great when you're usually, excuse me, usually on your phone. So if you're here and now, it has to go live. It's sort of uh, spontaneous. Right. So you can think of um, you're at an event, you run into a um, into a customer, and you just want to grab them and, and and have them you know give a quick testimonial and say shout out. Right. That kind of stuff is great. Just uh, going hitting the button and going live. When when you have a third party tool, it's much easier to control the environment, the setup. Uh, you know, have a third, a third camera um, hooked up to your computer, etc. So they're definitely. Um, Definitely hooking up your whole studio, looking at the comments. So you have the big monitor, and you can have your comments on the right. You can manage them in the platform, right? So, and especially if you're going live on multiple platforms, which you can never go in, in the, uh, natively on any of these platforms because they don't want you to go um, on different platforms from within them, right? If you're already there, they don't want you to go anywhere else. If you're from somewhere else, they want you to go on theirs as well, right? So. Um, so where, um, where were we? So uh, the ability to control various aspects and, and manipulate the, the, the picture as well with overlays, um, calls to action, banners, comments, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, there are more advanced features in the third-party tools. And then uh, just setting up your studio well, where you can set it up on your screen and maybe you have a couple of windows open with uh, comments, um, uh, maybe uh, a little dashboard, or maybe you have the other hardware associated. I have uh, a little camera switcher where I can switch between two cameras I have here. And that allows me to, um, and I have a piece of hardware that does it, right? So that's also hooked up. And these stuff you can't really do in your phone. You can't really do in the native platforms. It's just, it's not designed for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, the third-party tools, and they, there's, various levels of complexity to different tools right. that I've experienced as well. Um, but all of them make it easy to effectively do a, what looks like a professional broadcast in many right. ways, you know, that you might expect to see, uh, you know, on a, on a TV show, on a live TV show. And you can start to bring in some of those functionalities that makes it more of a branded professional experience, both for your viewer but also importantly for for your business, you know, so that you're actually able to get some some branding in there and and give people a, a viewing experience that that really stands out from just the, the way of going live directly within an app, which is um, you know, no bells and whistles effectively. So, you know, I love the way you've broken that down there. Um, so, let's talk about um. StreamYard specifically, because what StreamYard's one of those tools that I think really makes it simple. 
Um, and it, it, it's really the user interface. Um, and if you are watching on the video version, of the live stream version of this, uh, at the end of the podcast recording here, we'll do a bit of a demo. So if you're watching the replay as well, just you can skip forward to the end if you've heard the podcast and do a bit of a demo. But for people who are just listening, can you describe to us the process of going live with StreamYard? How simple is it? Well, the, the, one of our pillars is to really make it as simple as possible. And it, it really is. And I think that's, um, that's our, that I think we're, I can easily say we're the easiest tool of all. So you come in, you, there's no, you don't even have to create a password. You just, we, you just give your email address, you're in, you connect your um, destination. So it's a very easy one click setup to connect to Facebook, Facebook groups, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's ever you can connect one destination, you get multiple destinations or no destination. You can also just create a recording. And automatically you're in the studio, which has just a, uh, a connection to the camera. So you see yourself on the screen, overlays, comments, branding, right? That's pretty simple. And there's another button in there that allows, that gives you a link to invite a guest in to the show. And so then you have yourself by yourself, yourself with screen share yourself with a guest, um, yeah, only the guest, guest with screen share, right? So different options there to pick from, to allows them just to hit, you just hit a button and swap, swap between them. Um, there, until very recently, this was completely impossible to do. You needed to be a, a producer with, if, if you've ever been to any kind of um, video shooting uh, on location or kind of video proper studio, You've seen those devices that have loads of toggle bars that they use like two fingers to swipe up and down. And they're just like rows and rows of these toggle bars that they, um, that they move up and down to control sound and lighting and so on. You had to know how to use those devices to do this kind of work. And really just about two years ago, that's when um, StreamYard, there were a couple of others that emerged around that time, really broke through that and allowed anybody to and um, and what empowered that was really the open API to the social networks of YouTube, right? So they they opened up the API and said, hey, anybody who wants to create some software can do it. And, and that's when uh, this type of solution popped up. So we positioned ourselves as the easiest to get uh, to get to use. There's some that are much more advanced. There's some that are extremely complex. There's even an open source one, OBS, which is you know I've dabbled in it, and I'm like I you know I'm a marketer. I want get a solution. Okay. I don't want technology. I love the technology, but I'm not going to use it. I have a good friend, uh, Chad E. Patterson, who is, uh, I always miss <laughs> Peterson. He's, uh, uh, it's, it's our running gag that I always mispronounce his name, but now I, <laughs> now I actually mispronounce it uh, unintentionally. But he, uh, we have a show together. He loves OBS, but he, you know, he spends hours in, in day in and out. And he's, he's a professional producer, right? This is what he does for businesses. And he does all kinds of really interesting things. As a marketer, I just want to hop on to a live show. Um, you know, I wanted to, for example, there is a, uh, we just created this merchandise for our, um, for VIP users and, um, uh, and promoters, right? We have a little community of promoters. And it has, and there's a hoodie. And I wanted to just kind of give them a little um, heads up and say, hey, if you if you recently received the hoodie, look, there are different ways of wearing it. You can wear it uh, with the collar out, you can wear it with the collar in, and you, you can show the different colors in it. 
the kind of cues and just do like a two minute thing and just kind of engaging with them. How much time do I want to spend preparing for that? Zero, right? So uh, that's, uh, that's where StreamYard lies is it's that easy to use, uh, really, really simple. And that's, that's what we love about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can attest to that as well. I've used a number of these different platforms that you've mentioned. And I think every tool's got its, got its place. You know, yeah. they, they all have their pros and cons. And right. what I recommend people do is actually try them out, see what's going to fit your workflow and, and where you're comfortable um, with the level of technical ability right. and so on. Many of these tools, um, can you correct me if I'm wrong, StreamYard, do they have a free option to be able to try it out? Yeah, it's it's um, not just for trying out. You can actually use it for free. Uh, we have a free account that you can use it. It's it, we're actually giving out more to the free account uh, coming soon, but you can use it for up to I think twenty hours a, a month or something like that for free, and it has a StreamYard logo on top. Now, for a lot of people, that's fine. So there are different creators on YouTube, uh, hobbyists, and they're fine with having the logo. And you know, sometimes in the education sphere, they're completely okay with it. And so we, we service the community that way and they help evangelize the product. In fact, this is what uh, accounts for about 100% of our growth is the fact that we, is just the viral nature of the product. And only very recently have we started doing some activities around that, like advertising and, um, you know, and brand contracts with some influencers. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I recommend that people jump on these free trials or these free Absolutely. levels, these free plans to just try them out. Um, tried a few different tools as well. Um, so I just want to start to wrap up here, Daniel. And, and then if you are watching live, um, then we'll get to some Q and A and we'll try and demo the product a little bit on the video as well. Um, but I want to talk about where to next, do you think? So, you know, live streaming has been a thing for a number of years now, quite a few years. Um, don't know exactly when it started, but um, it, it's definitely been a thing in business and, and in digital marketing for a thing for a while now. Um, where do you think it's going? Do you think that, you know, people will just continue to embrace and more and more people will be doing live or what's, what's the future of live streaming in your opinion? Oh, uh, it's definitely going to continue growing. I think after things normalize with COVID, whenever that happens, we'll see some industries drop off to some extent from it because for instance um, you know trade shows etc will go back to being um, in, in real in physical format so they will uh, you know they might drop out but maybe not completely from live streams right so there I've, I've been to some events online that were actually much more engaging online than they were in um, when I went to them in the, in a physical form. And the reason for that was, as the speaker was talking, we were all commenting and having a discussion about their presentation. And that was huge. You know, I'm talking to my peers about this and exchanging ideas about what the speaker is saying. In real life, not a speaker, I don't know if they were, you know, how well they were following that because they, they had their first speech. But that was something you would never see. You usually sit down and they're essentially broadcasting from the stage to us. And it's a one-way thing, right? And here we're doing this whole conversation in, in multiple directions. It's kind of crazy. So uh, I think in all kinds of industries, we're discovering that there are benefits to this technology. You can see education. My son goes to school. They didn't have uh, a teacher for the topic he wanted. They brought a specialist in from another state teaching them online. 
right? The class online. And that's a, that is a broadcast, it's a stream. And uh, that, until COVID hit, nobody really thought of doing that. Unions, all that stuff, they, you know, school is a school, you go to school, whatever teachers you have right there, that's what you teach. And now all of a sudden it opened up a whole new industry. I've had um, my daughter's pediatrician meet her on StreamYard, which was not the original intent of the software, but uh, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was kind of interesting. So uh, why do you have to drive over there to meet somebody and you know wait in line, all that. Why not just have them pop into your room? So there's so many different approaches to this. Uh, company-wide meetings, right? They can be done now uh, virtually like this. So there's many, many different uh, technologies, uh, the many different benefits. Some of them will stick with us. And I think that we digital marketers are, you know, we are seeing this happen much more than most people out there in the world because we are in the the early adopters, we're in the thick of it. We think the entire world is digital. Most of it is not, right? And so there's the very long tail that takes maybe 20 years for any technology to kind of percolate through all the way there. We are just now in these early adopters that see, oh, everything is live video. No, just for us, everything is live video. It's going to keep growing every, you know, throughout this system. Yeah, I think one of the um, underlying benefits of of the pandemic in 2020 has been the adoption to some of these tools, which otherwise would have been probably more slowly adopted. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast that in, you know, in the thick of kind of lockdowns earlier this year here in Australia, um, it was, it was one of the first times that we actually did group video calls with my family, you know, overseas and in Australia and, and so on. And that started to become commonplace. And I think as you're saying there, it's commonplace in, a whole bunch of different areas of our lives, both in business and personal. So these these tools that enable live streaming to be at a different level, I think, are only going to become more and more important in the way that we do business and we communicate. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's good. So, Daniel, just to – yeah, go just ahead. Just yeah. a little anecdote. I met uh, – I happened to meet uh, a town engineer. Uh, they were doing some road work outside the street on the street. And we were chatting about this a bit and I was saying, you know, now I'm working from home because of COVID. And he said, um, yeah, I, I, we had a meeting now with town engineers from all over the world. And we were chatting about different issues and he directly related it to what was going on, the solution they found for a specific problem they had in the road, an intersection right here in front of my house. And so just to give an example of, you know, even an industry that government engineer you would never think of it for live video but here you go they have you know they have once a month or once a week i don't know how often but they have a meeting where they have somebody get up and talk in front of you know town engineers all over the place and this is now standard practice and i think it's wonderful so yeah just wanted to share that little anecdote yeah that's awesome so live streaming not just for marketers these days You're right. live streamings for for everyone for yeah, everyone i love yeah. it Awesome. Cool. So just to wrap up here, Daniel, where can people learn more about you or follow you? Because I know you you do a number of things outside of StreamYard as well. Obviously, you know, I do want to encourage people to check out StreamYard and they can get a $10 credit with my affiliate link, um, which is at engagevideomarketing.com slash StreamYard, which will let you jump in, try it out and save yourself $10. Um, so, but otherwise, where's where's a great place to connect with you further, Daniel? Um, yeah, thanks for that. So you can, my full-time job is at StreamYard, but I also have a few little hobbies, like I call it, outside of that. 
And you can find all of them at cmoconfessions.com. So cmoconfessions.com. And uh, you'll find links to all of my social profiles, my podcast, etc. And I'd love to connect with you, know more about you, who you are. So don't just listen to my podcast if that's what you're interested in. I'd love that. But I'd really love to just you know have a two-way conversation on social media or what have you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, please do connect. Wonderful. We'll have all the links to what Daniel mentioned there and links to StreamYard in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 170, 170. Daniel, it's been great to have you back on the podcast. Um, thanks for sharing your insights about live streaming and a bit of insight about StreamYard as well. Thank you so much for having me again. All right, big thanks to Daniel Glickman from StreamYard for joining me on this episode today. I hope you found that interesting and it prompted you to think differently about how you're approaching live streaming for your business. And as we mentioned in that episode there, if you're interested in trying out StreamYard for free, you can go to engagevideomarketing.com slash StreamYard. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-Y-A-R-D engagevideomarketing.com slash StreamYard and that will enable you if you upgrade to any paid plans to actually score a $10 bonus discount on any of those paid plans. So um, that's my partner link and I do receive a small commission if you decide to go through that pathway. And I'm super keen to hear what you got out of today's show. So I encourage you to reach out to me at podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or hit me up on any of the social platforms as well. I love starting conversations and engaging with listeners to this podcast on the various platforms that they're reaching out to me. So if you want to start that conversation with me, I'd love to have a chat with you as well. So reach out to me. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a lurker hiding in the depths of podcast listener land. Let me know that you're here and that you listen to the show and what you've got out of today's episode. And I'll be back with you next week with another interview episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you for listening and for all the reviews we've been getting over on Apple Podcasts as well. That is awesome. I appreciate you guys too. And I'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Bye for now.